Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, October 19th, 2022. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing Adelia Jr., and I'm joined by... WWE superstar, Greg Miller. Blessing. Greg. At what point? It's first week in the spare bedroom, only the second kind of funny games daily in person in the spare mm. bedroom. At what point do we, what are we going to do about the fog machines? Because it's great to say, turn on the fog machines. Thank you. A little delay. Well, Barrett's running like 19 things in of there. Course. I can understand the things <laughs> in a second to slide over because it wasn't for me. But like. Are we going to do every episode with that? Is that going to be a contained thing? My, my question is, do the audio listeners hear the fog? Oh, 100%. Okay, that, that, great. That okay, because that was my big mind. concern is, my, like, do they understand what's is, going on? You know, yesterday when I did it, it was the idea of, like, it's the first it's the first Games Daily in sure. the studio. Sure. Oh, I agree. And now, Greg, this is your first episode of Games Daily in the studio. Uh, so that's why I, I don't want to overuse it for sure. But I mean, it's the, the big, first week it's exciting. There's a I, I'm not and I'm not critiquing you. This is an open conversation. And I'm glad you're a part of it, Barry, because, of course, the conversation I'm just bringing up is it could go one of two ways where we use it too much and it's no longer special mm-hmm. or we're going to save it for special occasions. And then inevitably we would just stop using it. Mm. You understand what I mean? I mean, there's a third option, which it breaks in six months. <laughs> I don't want to jinx us, <laughs> but I've never met a fog machine that has lasted that long. Have you ever met a fog machine that was controlled by a, a thing in a control room that does all these things? This is a I'm high-end not. fog machine. And I'll tell right. you right now, ladies and gentlemen, if this fog machine, need, number one, breaks in six months, mm-hmm. or number two, just not, not stops getting used, because again, if we brought it down for a special occasion and we only set it off and we give a review score or some bullshit, then it's fine. But mm-hmm. if we just stopped, I'm going to be pissed. Because back there, Blessing, there is so much fog juice. Oh, do we have a lot of fog juice? I, that was going to be my next question is don't we run out of Because we run. All right, Greg's going to go grab some fog juice. I'm going to keep enjoying the show. Today's stories include Microsoft taking on Apple and Google, PlayStation blocking Call of Duty from Game Pass, and an update on the Bayonetta 3 fiasco. Because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily, each and week at 10 a.m. live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you Blessing, through the nerdy news needs to know about. fog juice we have. Jesus All right? Christ. Do you understand that we are going to have to use the fog machine? Again, not... I. I'm not against using it every day. I'm not against using it on every sh- maybe specific show. I'm just saying there's a lot of fog juice here. Barrett, is there like a fog meter? Like what is, every single time you use the fog machine, how much fog juice is getting taken up? I have no idea. Cause my question is how long does one of these last? If each, if each of these is like a month so of fog juice. Here's the thing, the two fog machines are over there. Mm-hmm. They've been having a great time and we've been using them since we got. Yeah. We have used a quarter of this jug. Now, I can't, I can't, I'm not a scientist. Mm. I can't speak to the fact of had we, you know, is it possible we are to use the whole jug in there and then we're topping them off? That's a cool Red Kevin Bear yeah, question. Yeah, Kevin I think question. Bear, he hasn't been on that part. I think my thing for KFGD is that we have, we do have dialed in moments in the show where we do, sure. like, we have the, the do do doos, we have the, you know, uh, the. I mean, I, I, let's be clear. Mm-hmm. A baker's dozen! Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty like, cool. Like, that makes sense. That's pretty cool. And I feel like that's pretty cool, but. 
do we get to let's say week four of doing that and it gets old and people are like, all right, we get it. You guys have a fog machine. It's really cool. I mean, we gotta f figure it out. We gotta ride it out. We gotta it's feel a, it's it. a happy medium. I feel mm -hmm. like for KFGD, I don't. We don't need to use the fog machine every single day because that's that's a, a daily Today, fog machine. That feels news, like too much. More media layoffs. <laughs> <laughs> fog everywhere. I feel like I don't need to hear a fog machine and get scared by a fog I, machine I every single day. I checked with Blessing yesterday. I was like, hey, what's the first news story? Because I want to do the fog machine, but if the first news story is like... G4 layoffs. Tragic like, news out of the video yeah, game industry. It, you, know, you gotta read the room there, you know? Yeah. But like, Gamescast, yeah, give a review score. Anytime sure. a game gets a 5 out of 5, that feels like a great moment. We, when we probably do a big game review when we review Sonic Frontiers one day. Give it a 5 this out Friday. of 5. This Friday, we're previewing God of War. Mm -hmm. Are we fogging it up? When we, okay, here's another one. Let's begin the show, as we always do, with topic of the show. Tots, 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 can you do like that? Can you time it? Can you, can you <laughs> oh, time it with the tots? Oh, shit, look at I was talking about, yeah, do we do a fog machine? With, you know, there's a lot to figure out. The new studio is an exciting thing. Patreon.com slash God of War. But for now, let's continue with the rigmarole. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for Kind of Funny Games daily. Remember, you can use Epic Creator Code Kind of Funny on all Epic Store and Epic in-game purchases like Rocket League and Fortnite to help support the channel. To be a part of the show, head to kindoffunny.com slash KFGD to write in with your questions, squad-ups, and more. And remember, patreon.com slash kindoffunny will get you the show ad-free, plus a bevy of bonus content. Housekeeping for you, a new kind of funny Gamescast is up this morning. Uh, it's Greg's review of Ghostbusters, Mike's preview of Dead Space, my impressions of Street Fighter VI, and Tim's Marvel Snap impressions. That is up on YouTube.com slash games and on podcast services around the globe. And it's our first episode from the studio. And it was a banger. Great energy. Great yeah. energy. A lot of great games to talk about. A lot of fun stuff done. Go check that out. Also, if you're getting ready for Gotham Knights, Barrett edited together all four episodes of the Arkham Files together into one long video to get us all hyped and to look back at the Arkham games one last time before Gotham Knights releases this Friday. You can check it out on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Yeah, this Friday. I feel like that's one that snuck up on us. I feel like a lot of games are sneaking up, sneaking up, sneaking up on us. Has like, did you know Scorn came out? Yeah. I missed that. <laughs> like, Scorn came out, and I was like, like, I was talking to friends. They're like, yeah, do you have play Scorn? I'm like, you played Scorn? Yeah. That's available. They didn't like it, though, right? Uh, most of them didn't like it. Yeah, Some of them exactly. do like it, though. A lot of people are like, yo, it's nasty, but in a good way. You got to get better But then friends. other people are like, it's nasty, but not, not in a Did good way. Did you see the custom Xbox controller they sent us that I brought out on the uh, stream? No, I did not. I gave see it that. to Mike. It came in a little chest cavity that you opened up, and then it had like organs on it and stuff. It's gross. Oh my god! Have you been keeping up with like the other games that are coming out? Because I feel like now we've hit the point where I'd like it is to think I have been, but multiple maybe I games been. a week. That are coming well, yeah, out. we're in the heart of review season. You yeah. can smell it in the air. You know what I mean? It's happening. Game yeah, codes I, are coming I, in left and right. I've played like thirty seconds of Mario Rabbids, and that's like another like man. I think the reason why every all of these games are sneaking up on us because we you know we kind of launched a studio. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Of course. And now, did I just Google Mario and Rabbit's Sparks of Hope to make sure that the embargo was up? up? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, we can talk about that? Holy shit. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I also, like, you know, that was one of the ones where I played a couple hours, and I was like, man, I would love to keep playing this, but... Marvel like, Snap. Marvel Snap, and like a, a God of War Ragnarok, a bunch of games came in our inbox. Yeah. And we're going to be talking about a lot of those games right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Stay tuned. Gamescast. P.S. I love you. Kind of Funny Games Daily. All that good I stuff. I feel like I just threw you off because I tried to mug to a camera and there wasn't one on me, but then I saw you start looking around like, fuck, which <laughs> camera's on? Where am I looking at? Where am I looking at? Uh, well, red means, red means Red on. means it's, yeah. Green does live. not mean go. Green means it'll be next. 
That's really confusing. We gotta fix. You got that. no. I kind of. No, I get it. Pro- no, that's not an us thing. That's a like an old production thing that we're not. Red means it's hot. It's yeah. live. Red means you hot. You know what I mean. Red yeah. is lava. But then why did we make green the next one? I feel like that should be a yellow for like pending. I agree. Or Caution. Some shit. That makes sense. Yeah. You know what? You know what? I like that. I like that. Yeah. Can we get that? Can we make that change? I have no idea. Probably <laughs> right. not. No, no. We'll talk to no. Kevin later. Thank you to our Patreon producer Fargo Brady on YouTube. Today we're brought to you by Shopify and Raycon, but. We'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is, and forever will be, the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have six stories today. A baker's dozen. Starting with our number See, I like that. I like that one. That's cool. I might get used to it. Even though I feel like I'm still at the place where three weeks from now, we do a baker's dozen. I'm not going to be like, all right, we get it. It's the audience going to be like, all right, we get it. We'll figure it out later. Story number one, Microsoft is planning an Xbox mobile storefront to rival Apple and Google. This comes from Ryan Dinsdale at IGN. The UK government's investigation of Microsoft's Activision Blizzard acquisition has revealed the company is currently developing its own Xbox mobile storefront to rival Apple and Google. As reported by The Verge, Microsoft presented documents to the UK's Competition and Markets Authority that claim its purchasing of Call of Duty publisher Activision Blizzard is, in part, to expand its mobile game presence. Quote, their transaction will improve Microsoft's ability to create a next-generation game store, which operates across a range of devices, including mobile, as a result of the addition of Activision Blizzard's content, the filing reads. It continues, quote, building on Activision Blizzard's existing communities of gamers, Xbox will seek to scale the Xbox store to mobile, attracting gamers to a new Xbox mobile platform. Shifting consumers away from the, from the Google Play Store and the App Store on mobile devices will, however, require a major shift in consumer behavior. Microsoft hopes that by offering well-known and popular content, gamers will be more inclined to try something new, end quote. It's unclear exactly what Xbox's mobile store would look like, but it would seemingly be a more dedicated way for users to purchase and play games through Xbox Cloud Gaming directly from a mobile phone. While this isn't unlike services that it offers already, it would also allow Microsoft to give developers more freedom and sell add-ons directly, an initiative that Microsoft has spoken about pursuing previously. This can make Xbox's platform more desirable to developers who, unlike on Apple's App Store, wouldn't lose a portion of the profit on every microtransaction. Acquiring Activision Blizzard will certainly help Microsoft carve out a space in mobile gaming. The company noted later in the filing that uh, three-quarters of Activision Blizzard's monthly active users are, on, are, mobile cons- are mobile customers, a colossal amount considering it also owns one of, the most popular, or one of the most consistently popular online games of all time in World of Warcraft, Overwatch 2, and the aforementioned Call of Duty franchise. The filing also noted that Activision Blizzard's mobile titles, including Candy Crush Saga, Call of Duty Mobile, and Diablo Immortal, accounted for more than half of its overall revenue in the first half of this year. Greg, Microsoft creating an Xbox mobile platform. One, does it surprise you? Two, do you think they can do it and be successful with it? It's, uh, my main question is... How much of this is reading into it what we want from it as hardcore core gamers, whatever you want to call us, right? And not mobile gamers. Because as I'm listening to you read the first few paragraphs, right? It's sounding like they want to just make a mobile game store. They're talking about a range of devices, sure. Mobile is a result of the addition of Activision Blizzard's content, which, of course, we know they bought because of one of the reasons they bought was the King Games, was the success they found on mobile with phone games, right? Mm-hmm. And then a new Xbox mobile platform, right? 
shifting them away from Google Play and the App Store, which already don't sell you know, cloud access to Halo Infinite, uh, State of Decay, Grounded, nothing like that, right? And then it's uh, the article uh, itself from IGN and Ryan here that transition over to, right? And clearly states it. It's unclear exactly what Xbox's mobile store would look like, but it would seemingly be a more dedicated way for users to purchase and play games through Xbox Cloud Gaming directly through a mobile phone. I feel like that's the rub, is that there's two different lanes here. Where it literally is, this is our Xbox mobile store where we sell our mobile games. And there is maybe the app there to get cloud gaming. So you could go in and do it and have your gateway to it be that way. And then there's what I would like to think. And again, if I was a betting man, again, because I think I've just been burned so many times by video game companies saying they're going to do this thing. Oh, it's the PlayStation mobile experience. It's going to be, every oh no, it's just a yeah. siloed mobile piece of shit nobody cares about. They get killed in four years. If I'm a betting man and what Phil Spencer and what Xbox have uh, talked about wanting to do and proven what they wanted to do and gone for it, I do think it's the second lane, which is cool. This is the Xbox store on a mobile platform. It is mm. the ability, yes, to go through and buy those games. It is the ability that all the mobile games are there under one roof that you could get that way. But they are alongside your instant access to launch a Halo Infinite, to launch a, a, a Grounded, to use Xbox Game Pass, to buy something that way, to use cloud gaming. From that angle, I think... It makes perfect sense for Xbox trying to take over the world. And what Xbox is trying to do, of course, which is take over every screen you own with the Xbox platform and not have it be the box underneath your uh, TV anymore. Have it be this thing that is ubiquitous and everywhere. Of course, the you know very uh, start of it, right, is talking about uh, storefront to rival Apple and Google. Well... We will see what Apple and Google think about that in a yeah. court of laws. We already saw them go after Epic Games and have the whole Fortnite lawsuit and Tim Sweeney and yada, yada, yada. Like, this won't be that easy. And, of course, talking about all the hurdles that are there then of what you can actually do. You know, for me, right, uh, Greg Miller, like, you know, the moment I was like, wait, what the fuck's going on with Apple and storefronts and 30% of every purchase made was Comixology. Mm. I read my comics digitally. I loved the original Comixology where I could open up the app and I could buy my books right there and have a great time. And then, of course, one day, bam, all that was gone. And instead it was, no, no, this is your reader app. If you want to buy the books, you have to buy them through the dot-com because Comixology was sick of splitting profits with Apple and Google, arguably, right? And so, yeah, how does Xbox get around then here? What do they do with that? How do they make that work? How does Apple make that work for them? Remains to be seen on it. But it's smart. It's Xbox chasing what, of course, they have been wanting the whole time, which is to be everywhere and be, you know, to be on the TV with the native Samsung app, right? To be on your phone right now via cloud gaming and remote play. To have something, again, that is organic and right there and ready to go. Makes sense. Yeah. You know, for me, I, the part of this article that jumps out to me is the part where they talk about an Xbox mobile storefront to rival Apple and Google. And I go back to what you were talking about, which is... All right, we'll see what Apple and Google have to say about that, especially when you're, when you're talking about mobile, you're talking about devices that are going to be manufactured or operated by either Apple or Google, right? You're talking about Apple, you're talking about uh, Android, and with that, right, they already have their own stores, which they, in theory, already have monopolies on, right, in yeah. their own ecosystems. So how is Xbox going to come through and actually make a dent into, into that ecosystem? I think, you know, out of all the companies that could do it, I think Xbox would be the one. I go back to the part in this article where they mention, you know, Microsoft hopes that, hopes that by offering well-known and popular content, gamers will be more inclined to try something new, right? Their idea isn't necessarily that, hey, we're going to offer, like, all, I was going to say we offer Candy Crush. Candy Crush is now Microsoft, which is weird. But, like, we're going to offer all these mobile games that you already know from the Google Play Store or from the App Store and try to compete on a head-to-head -head level. I think it is going to be, hey, let's figure out what we do as Xbox, what we do well, what gamers like us for, and translating that 
to mobile in ways that take advantage of what we do, which is, you know, cloud gaming, which is console gaming, which is, hey, we, now we do have Call of Duty Mobile, and Call of Duty Mobile does have insane numbers. We do have these acquisitions with King that have all these mobile games that do have insane numbers already. How do we take those, combine it with Xbox, combine it with our ecosystem to make it great? I think there's something there, but to see how far they get, I think that is the question. I also want to bring in a question that you can write in. You, of course, you can write in kindoffunny.com slash KFGD. Nana Baj just writes in and says, hey, y'all, so Xbox is trying their hand at a mobile storefront again. Could they succeed this time with the backing of cloud gaming, though? They failed once already with their mobile phones, actually kind of uh, missed my Windows phone and earning achievements on the go with their mobile games. And they're going against... Which is a brilliant thing. Of course, yeah. And they're going against mobile stores that are more or less monopolistic on their own devices. So in other words, this is more of an uphill battle than even their original Xbox's release was. Thanks, Nana Biologist. Greg, would you say this is, a, this is more of an uphill battle than even the original Xbox? Oh, yeah, 100%. But here's the other thing that's fascinating about this. And this is what's fun about Games Daily and getting snippets, getting peeks through documents. I wonder, especially as we started talking about this, what is this actually going to be, right? Attracting uh, to a new Xbox mobile platform, an Xbox store on mobile. Again, on the App Store's games live and die by promotion. This is something I've heard time and time again from developers and uh, PR and marketing people, right, who are putting things out in the app. If your app isn't featured, if it isn't a big deal on the store that day, right, your numbers suffer. And I'm talking about, like, even yesterday with the launch of Marvel Snap, the fact that it's out there. It's, you open up the, uh, you know, when I opened it up to download it, didn't have to go anywhere. Bam, mm. front page placement on the App Store on iPhone. Uh, that is something that I've heard over and over again, and you see radiate down, obviously, for smaller and smaller games. For an Xbox thing, if it was strictly, hey, we are coming to compete with this. We are going to be selling the games through the app. We're going to be selling. It just doesn't work because Apple is against that. We've seen them go to court about it, right? Mm. So let's reverse engineer then what it could be. What if it isn't so much the store as it is the mobile platform? What if it is the idea that, hey, the new version of Candy Crush is, and I don't, I'm talking way out my ass because I don't play Candy Crush anymore. I assume they're all free to play, right? But mm. the new version is windowed on the Xbox games storefront or whatever they want, or the game mobile app platform. It's windowed there for 30 days. But they're playing nice with Apple where it's, they can still get promotion then for the Xbox app. And it's the only way to play Candy Crush 15 or whatever it is today. Like, maybe there's something there. Maybe there's something with achievements. Maybe it's more about just getting you into whatever this app is going to be where it'll house all your Xbox games that they have it. Maybe it, again, is like it's a Game Pass benefit that you can get when you go in there. So you're not buying the games directly. You wouldn't be able to buy them through the app either. But you'd be able to get in there. They're kind of like Netflix. You get into the app. There's a whole bunch of free games in there already. But it's pushing you then to make an Xbox Live username mm. to actually, hey, here are all the benefits. It'll have the Halo Infinite thing. You click on it. Well, if you sign up for Xbox uh, Live or whatever, you pay for it. Uh, That's kind of what Game Netflix Pass. does already, right? Right yeah. now, Netflix is having their gaming push. And it is, hey, if you download the Netflix app on your phone, there's a tab that says gaming that then allows you to download and play different games. And that's how I play, like, Games like Exploding Kittens and like I believe um, Immortality I think is on the the Netflix thing. It's going to be. It's going I, to be. I, I, yeah, it was going to be. I don't know if it's there yet. Yeah, and I think there's something there. Oxen, no, is it Oxen Freezer? The developer, the developer of Oxen Some Freezer game was I love by Netflix, but I, I think you might be right. And also the game, the dodgeball game that me and Tim talked about from Summer Game That no one can remember. <laughs> that like we can Desta. never remember. The, Desta? Yes, that sounds about right. Yeah, Desta. Kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong if you want to correct us. Yeah, but like that is Netflix doing that, right? If yeah. you think about that idea and take it to Xbox, for Xbox, everything comes back to Game Pass. And if it is, hey, because of restrictions on this platform, maybe we're not able to sell you these things piecemeal, but it is, 
you are paying for Xbox Game Pass and you're downloading the Xbox app. And through that, you're getting access to uh, Call of Duty Mobile. You're getting access to Candy Crush. You're getting access to um, uh, maybe even like Fortnite or Plague Tale or other games that are on Game Pass already via cloud streaming. Yeah. I think that then opens up and becomes something that maybe doesn't compete one for one in terms of, oh yeah, you're coming here to play all your games. But I think it does allow Xbox to exist on both Android and Apple in a way that is beneficial to the overall ecosystem because it becomes about those uh, Game Pass subscriptions as opposed to competing one for one directly with Apple and probably losing that battle in the end. For sure. Yeah, right. and that's, I think, the way you'd have to juggle it, right? Mm. Of similar, exactly what you're saying with what Netflix is, where Netflix obviously gets promoted, it has games inside it, but it's not so much that, hey, you're buying those games in there or that's what it is. So I think... Right now, we think of storefront one way, especially mobile storefront, Xbox mobile storefront, where I think just legality and what it would be would have to be very different. Yeah, and I think this also makes uh, it make more sense of the push of Xbox to go, hey, we're going to put mobile controls into all these games that 100%. you have on cloud gaming, right? Let's make these games playable. And that's, of course, already dope because it makes cloud gaming easier and it makes it beneficial for, the, for Game Pass already. But yeah, take that and translate it into a mobile push. Makes even more sense and I think might do uh, really well for them. But Greg... That's not it in terms of big Xbox news. We got story number two. Call of Duty may not appear on Game Pass for a number of years. This comes from Jordan Midler at Video Games Chronicle. Call of Duty games seemingly won't appear on Game Pass for a number of years due to an existing deal between Activision and Sony. Microsoft recently published its response to the Competition and Markets Authority's decision to review the $69 billion merger to, uh, nice. Due, uh, nice, uh, due to several concerns, <clears throat> including the impact of competition in the console, game, streaming, and subscription spaces. In it, a footnote, footnote references a tweet from Phil Spencer alluding to prior agreements between Activision and Sony, which would prohibit Microsoft uh, from adding Call of Duty to Game Pass, even in the event of the acquisition being approved. Quote, the agreement between Activision Blizzard and Sony includes restrictions on the ability of Activision Blizzard to place Call of Duty titles on Game Pass for a number of years, the footnote reads. It's been speculated that uh, should the acquisition be finalized, Call of Duty, which is often the highest selling game of the year across all consoles, would appear on Microsoft's subscription service, thus severely undercutting Sony, where the game would be sold for full price. However, it now appears that even should the merger happen, this couldn't happen for some time. Sony and Activision entered into a co-marketing deal for the mega franchise during the PS4 generation, a relationship it has maintained until now, with even this year's Call of Duty title receiving PlayStation-exclusive perks. Greg, Call of Duty not coming to Game Pass, at least for the foreseeable for a few, future. Few, for a few years, yeah. How do you feel about that? I say, Barrett, hit the smoke. We got him. PS, I love you. PlayStation for the win. You kidding me right there? We were worried about all these Xbox. We shouldn't be... No, I'm kidding. Um... I think it's fascinating, and this is, again, like, it's funny. I see the chat going by, and the people are like, oh, my God, Sony being petty, big surprise. Oh, my mm -hmm. God, PlayStation's throwing a tantrum, yada, yada, yada. It's like, well, number one, it's a business, and they're trying to protect their business, which I understand. But number two, as this, you know, uh, Phil Spencer call out in the footnote, right, that they're talking about in the article, it talks about, like, this was a pre-existing relationship or uh, restriction, right, mm -hmm. agreement with Activision Blizzard, which makes perfect sense, where you we wonder all the time why a game isn't on game pass or you know something even like um death note no 
Deathloop. Deathloop, thank you very much. Uh, where, of course, that comes to PlayStation after Xbox has bought the studio, but it still gets its year plus or year plus of exclusivity, right, before it can go over to Xbox and do it. Like, that's the business of it, and that's the, you know, the modern console war. You know, when, when I started at IGN, obviously, in 2007, a freaking lifetime ago, uh, console war was like, oh, well, who's going to get the exclusive on this game? Who, You know, it's awesome that Grand Theft Auto's only come to PlayStation, yada, 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 stuff like that. Mm. And some of those, you know, deals still exist, but they are way more rare. Now it is about owning the studio, or it is about having a deal for Game Pass or PlayStation Plus slash PlayStation Now slash PlayStation Plus Premium. Uh that's where you're seeing these arguments really get done, and you're seeing them get done in the boardroom years before, and this is one of those reverberations where Xbox can come out and they can buy it, but just like I feel like we've been talking about, literally as long as we've been doing Kind of Funny, probably when we were at IGN, it's all about Xbox setting up the dominoes. Yeah. And one day they're going to hit one them, and they are going to go... It's like, in oh, like shit. 2025, we're going to be playing fucking uh, Fallout. But then this big, New beautiful Vegas machine, too. this PlayStation 5, keeps making moves out there, bless. You know what I mean? It keeps making its own moves. And it'll be interesting to see, yeah, when Call of Duty does exit this section and they are able to go to Game Pass, what happens? Mm -hmm. It'll also be interesting to see, you know, Phil Spencer, a straight shooter. And Xbox always, you know, I think says what they can say. This is out there via, you know, this agreement and acquisition yeah, approval documents, filing. right? What happens? Will Phil talk about that when he visits, you know, McCaffrey to go do. Um, uh, I want to say three red lights. That's not it anymore. The Xbox play podcast said uh, oh, IGN. Um, unlocked. 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 Yeah. Thank you very much. Sorry. I you talking about like the, the interview podcast that he does. Where I don't. Oh, does yeah. he still do that one? Yeah, I, he, does them, he does them every now, so often. I love those. Yeah. What is like, the name I of that one? The What's the right fucking name of that one? Oh, I don't want to look at it. I don't want to look at it. It's I don't like. Want to it. I want to figure it out. I want to figure it out. I just remember when I was there, it was like they would get devs in and like they would like drink for like like have a beer and then interview. Oh. I got it. Unfiltered. Unfiltered. IGN Unfiltered. Yeah. Nailed a great podcast series you should Nailed all listen to. <gasps> yeah, anyways, though, you know, how Phil will respond to that and what they'll talk about there. And, like, yeah, you know, these are the business arrangements everybody has. And it's still, it's still you know, it, it reminds me so much of, and this is probably not the, this is definitely not how Xbox wants me to talk about it probably, but it reminds me so much of Monopoly, ladies and gentlemen, mm -hmm. where you buy up the properties and then you wait a few turns while you, you know, get enough money in your pockets to start building houses to eventually go to that hotel. And this is them owning the properties, right? And ha they're going to get the money off of Call of Duty no matter where it's being played until eventually they can put that hotel down that is, hey, Call of Duty is, a, you know, whatever Call of Duty is officially going to be on Game Pass day and date. Like, we're ready to go for that. I love doing the show live because there are people coming in being like, yo, why is there a bunch of bleach on the desk right now? Be on time. All right, ladies and gentlemen. 10 a.m. Pacific. 10 a.m. Pacific. Each and every weekday. YouTube.com slash kind of funny games. Twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. I, I do I'll imagine. I'll explain my bleach then and never again. <laughs> I do imagine, though, that, yeah, whenever Phil Spencer goes on Unlocked or Unfiltered or whatever the podca podcast or, you know, interview is that you Maybe X-Cast, you know? Maybe X-Cast. Twist uh, I think I think they would be open about this now that that this is out there, sure. right? Because I think the reason why you don't put this out there just regularly is one, you don't have a reason to, and two, right? Like <laughs> weird press release. Yeah, it's like oh, by the way, PlayStation won't let. We like, got Call of Duty, and it's great. It won't be on Game Pass because of a pre-existing relationship with PlayStation. Yeah, like that's not not something you just throw out there. And I think it's something that you you would only throw out there if you have reason to. And now that these uh, uh, um, the acquisition talks are happening, these, this is the reason to put that out there, right? Yeah. Um, and it, like to to some extent, right? It is on it's a legal reason, right? Hey. We have to put this out there because it fits our argument of why it's necessary for us to be able to put this or be able to acquire this company, yeah. uh, and why we don't look at this as monopolistic or what, whatever the argument they're trying to make is. Um, with that though, like yeah, I think now that it's out there, sure, why not talk about it? Because yeah. this it, this doesn't look bad for Xbox, you know. Like in the in terms of the audience conversation that we have about it, I feel like with every new piece of info that comes out, it is always 
oh man, PlayStation did what? Oh man, Jim Ryan's flying where to say what? Oh man, they won't let Xbox do you know X, Y, and Z thing. The the it it, it does look more negative on the PlayStation side as opposed to negative on the Xbox side in terms of the actions that are being made. Even though all of it is pretty like standard business, right? Yeah, this is a conversation we had weeks ago. Uh, I believe it was me and Tim because we had the conversation of PlayStation blocking games in general from uh, from Game Pass, not just Call of Duty, and it came back to the thing of. Yeah, like if I'm PlayStation and I'm I have a marketing deal with, let's say Street Fighter, right? Since yep. Street Fighter was in the state, was yep. in the state of play, it's going to be a big release on, on on PlayStation. Yeah, I'm going to go. Hey, Capcom, let's put somewhere in writing that this game is, doesn't come to Game Pass in, for six months at release or a year or whatever. One hundred percent. So that is the. I'm not the most common. That is incredibly common. Exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Yes, that is the kind of stuff that comes with it. Of course you would do that. Same thing if you're putting a game on PlayStation Now, right? Or, I'm, I'm sorry, PlayStation Plus Essential plus Premium Plus Plus. Uh, you put it on there, you're going to have those kind of wrinkles in there. Because, yeah, you're making an investment in this game, and you don't want the investment to go towards, okay, cool, well, I'm going to go get it for free on the subscription service I already have. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, I do like that this is coming out, too, as well, because I, I, I want to say we've had conversations about, oh, yeah, dude, once, once the entire Call of Duty catalog comes to Game Pass... Oh man, think about that moment in the same way that that happened with Bethesda, where a bunch of Bethesda games came to Game yeah. Pass after that acquisition. I think once that happens with Activision Blizzard, Blizzard specifically with Call of Duty, there's going to be maybe a month or so where people are like, "Yo, let's hop on Black Ops, like let's hop on, uh, uh, you know, World at War, or whatever the classic Call of Duty game that they identify with." I've been waiting for that moment. Now I know that the moment's not going to happen for years, but um, at least well, I know why. <laughs> see, here's the interesting thing about it, though. Mm -hmm. Is that true? Is that part of it true? Because this is you know, question. very much the footnote says, restrictions on the ability of Activision Blizzard to place Call of Duty titles on Game Pass for a number of words. It's not saying a ban, it's saying restrictions. And if I was a betting man, I would think the restrictions would be, especially if I'm an Activision Blizzard lawyer or whatever, mm -hmm. I would think it'd be an annual thing. Where it's like, the newest Call of Duty can't go to Game Pass for at least a year. Yeah. Because the next year, there'll be the new Call of Duty that's selling and going for it. I think you still very much, this deal goes through, I think you're very much still in the realm of possibility of, Great, everybody. Like it's gone through, and guess years. what? Every Call of Duty before at Call of Duty X is now on Game Pass and ready to go and for you to play. I hope so, man. I would definitely. I think that's definitely that's gonna be a possible. great day. That's gonna be such a, a fun day, especially with the idea of the, those uh, servers being repopulated. And you're gonna enjoy the five minutes you play of each one of these. You pop oh, in, I and mean, go to the next one, and go to the next one, go to the next I one. I give myself two to three days <laughs> okay. playing Black Ops okay. and Black Ops Two and going back and forth, playing sticks and stones, and then people eventually let's being play, like, Peace uh, out. "Let's get into Gun Game." Let's, let's play some Gun, gun Game. game. God, dude, I loved gun games. Hundreds game. of hours spent in that. The other silver lining to this news story, if your Xbox is, they are laughing all the way to the bank. They, mm -hmm. I'm sh yes, of course they would love to be able to publish Call of Duty to day, day and date to Game Pass. I'm sure when they even started sniffing around this deal, they knew that wasn't possible. And I don't think they care at this juncture. Because it is, we have it, they are a first-party studio, and it's just filled with the cigar and all the money on the table. Like, it does, okay, great, it's still being sold over there, awesome. Let's keep it going, let's have another revenue stream of the PlayStation audience buying this, and eventually we will turn the key where it is still maybe going, multi, still being multi-platform, but being day-and-day -day Game Pass. Because then it'll be goodwill, and the people over there that have been shelling out the $70 for it, maybe that is the time where they go, fuck. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we're way into the future, so who knows what... Xbox Series box we're on. Who knows what cloud gaming's like? Who knows what the internet's like? Who knows you know how we've all done it? Internet commenters will still be terrible, of but course. the internet infrastructure where we're at. Like I know I'm getting way heady with it, but like who cares? Like they don't care. This again is a long term. They're playing Monopoly here. They have Park Place and they have Boardwalk. Now he's got to roll the dice. Just don't go to jail, Phil Spencer. Don't go to jail, Phil Spencer. <laughs> that. 
Horrible news today. <laughs> Phil Spencer has been arrested. Can you imagine that new story? Don't joke about that. I thought you were going to do that. I thought you were going to do the smoke. I thought it was going to be the smoke. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Game Pass is a pretty good deal. You want a great deal. Patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can go and get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors. Shout out to Shopify, the way that we and Rooster Teeth have powered the Kind of Funny store for years, and we absolutely love it. You can get this shirt there right now. Shopify makes it simple to sell to anyone from anywhere. Start selling with Shopify and join the platform, simplifying commerce for millions of your favorite businesses worldwide. Shopify has all the sales channels sorted, so your business keeps growing from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform, even across social media platforms like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. It's how every minute, new sellers around the world make their first sale with Shopify and you will too. Shopify makes selling simple so you can put yourself and your ideas out there. When you're ready to launch your thing into the spotlight, do it with Shopify, the commerce platform backing millions of businesses down the street and around the globe. Go on, try Shopify for free and start selling anywhere. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash kfgames, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash KF Games to start selling online today. S H O P I F Y dot com slash KF Games. Next up, shout out to Raycon. I'm excited to tell you all about their new Raycon gaming series. The gaming series consists of two staple gaming audio products, the wireless gaming earbuds that are compact, portable, and universal, or the wireless gaming headphones that are comfortable and immersive. The HyperSync low latency technology lets you hear what you see lag-free. That's always great for games. Of course, because no gamer's just a gamer, Raycon's gaming series is just as perfect for music, podcasts, and crystal clear phone calls. Personally, I'm a huge fan of bumping these with a the haptic vibration. It's the extra type of way that I like to live. It keeps me extra immersed in all of the sound. As always, you get a 30-day Raycon happiness guarantee with free shipping and returns, no questions asked. They also offer buy now, pay later options. So stay on the winning team and go to buyraycon.com slash kinda today to get 15% off your Raycon order. You'll also get $20 off Raycon's gaming earbuds or $10 off their gaming headphones. That's buyraycon.com slash kinda to score 15% off and even more savings. Buyraycon.com slash kinda plus this october raycon's got some special pricing up to 20 dollars off don't miss out buy raycon.com slash kinda to story number three greg the plot thickens with bayonetta's former voice actor Oof. this is andy robinson at video games chronicle sources have disputed recent claims by former bayonetta voice actor helena taylor who said she was offered an insulting offer of just four thousand uh, dollars to reprise her role in the third game in a series of videos published on social media over the weekend, Taylor, who has been replaced as Bayonetta in the upcoming Switch sequel by veteran Jennifer Hale, criticized developer Platinum Games and called on fans to boycott Bayonetta 3. However, sources cited in a Bloomberg report have now disputed some of the claims made by the voice actor, many of which VGC can corroborate via our own sources. According to people with knowledge of the situation, as well as documentation reviewed by both Bloomberg and VGC, Platinum intended to rehire Taylor last summer. It's claimed that Platinum sought to hire Taylor for at least five sessions. Uh, VGC's sources suggested it could have been as few as four, with each paying $3,000 to $4,000 for four hours in the studio. This would have brought Taylor's total fee to $15,000, Bloomberg reports, as VGC can corroborate via our own sources. One person with knowledge of the deal claimed to VGC this represented a significant increase on Taylor's fee for the second game. According to Bloomberg, the voice actor recorded, uh, or sorry, responded by asking for a six-figure sum as well as residuals on the game. <clears throat> on the game, a claim Taylor strongly denies. 
VDC sources echoed the residual's claim, but did not mention a requested sum. In private messages exchanged with, with, with VGC, Taylor called the suggestion uh, that she was offered more than $4,000, quote, categorically untrue, end quote. She also labeled claims by sources that she would have earned $15,000 in absolute lie and a complete joke, end quote. Quote, I quite like to put this in the rearview mirror and leave the whole bloody franchise behind, she told VGC. Quote, so I think I'll just let my video stand. I spoke the truth, end quote. Greg, what a mess. <laughs> Total mess, Wes. And that's, uh, you know, the problem with these kind of stories um, where you, when you get into dirty laundry, this is inevitably what it boils down to, right? Where it's this he said, she said. I remember hmm. it with, uh, uh, I, mean, I remember a million different instances with it, right? But I remember when Troy Baker and Randy Pitchford were going back about why Troy wasn't back for Borderlands 3 as Reese, right? Who he was in Tales from the Borderlands and stuff like that. And like watching these different and it's like clearly there's been a miscommunication on someone's part you know what i mean mm -hmm. and here it's the same way where clearly someone like i don't i do i mean i i shouldn't speak out of turn i don't know uh, helena at all like not even in passing i don't think i've ever met her so i can't speak to who she is reading these articles watching the videos and stuff keeping up with the news like i doubt that she was like you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna fucking straight up lie about all this you know what i mean i feel like there was a somewhere something got off track of what somebody was saying to you. Cause that seems like whenever stuff like this happens, it's a miscommunication. Right. Mm. But it comes down to like, what is your time worth and what is your body of work worth? Right. For this to be the third Bayonetta game, uh, for her to be the voice of Bayonetta to get to this point. Like this is something, you know, more and more you see with video games of people like, well, I am the character, right? Like it, it is fucked up. I don't get residuals off of this. Like, mm -hmm. Bayonetta is so huge and in so many other things, let alone, you know, from, uh, you know, uh, toys and plushies and other games and things like that, like Smash or whatever. Like, where does that go? And like, what does make Bayonetta Bayonetta? And how do you deal with that? And where do you go with that? And so, you know, we're talking a bit, again, out of turn on this one. We're not, I mean, I do voice acting here and there, but for me, that's always a, sure, I'll do whatever. Like, you know, the last thing I ever asked is how much is this going to pay? Trust me, when they came around, like, do you want to be in Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed? I was like, yes. They're like, do you want to know how much you get? I'm like, I don't, no, I don't care. Whatever. I'm in a Ghostbusters game. Let's fucking go. But that's because it's not my career. It's not my job, right? And so when you get to this level of it and have it, like, what is your time worth? And what is your talent worth? And what do you want to do? Like, that's always the thing. You know what I mean? Of, like, what do you put on yourself as a premium? What is your day rate? What makes this job worth it for you? And so for her to get this far into it and have this happen, like, there's got to be there's got to be truth that whatever they were offering wasn't worth it to her yeah. and what she wanted out of Which it. Which I think that part is understandable, right? Like $15,000, way more than four, the $4,000 that was claimed originally, right? And that was the one where we're all like, oh, fuck that. That's an insult. Like, how would they offer you $4,000? $15,000, more money, but even still, like, I understand being the voice of Bayonetta and wanting more than that and wanting residuals. I think residuals is a huge thing. And not to mention, again, like, to the point here, right, like, I, and so, like, what's interesting to take one step back to the $4,000, what the hell? Mm -hmm. Like, I can, and maybe I'm wrong, but I can see where that could be a miscommunication, mm -hmm. where it was, especially if they're saying, no, no, $4,000 a session, right? Yeah. But we got, the train got out of the station, and we, she, that got lost, and that's not what you thought, right? But to leave it all behind, like, this is negotiation. This is the gamble, right? Of like, all right, cool, I'm going to do the third game for you. I want more for it. Yeah. And for, you know, uh, the Bayonetta team to be like, no, you're not worth that much to it or whatever. Like, 
there's truth on both sides of that argument of for both people's case for it. And I'm sure then you get to that point where it's like you gambled, you lost your negotiations and they don't want to give you what you want. You either have to, okay, cool compromise or come down to what it originally was or walk. Yeah. And she chose to walk. I want to bring in a question from Tyler uh, Cobbs, who wrote into kindoffunny.com slash KFGD, just like you, Keenan, says, what's up, KF crew? First off, congrats on the new studio. It's beyond amazing. Beyond. Yeah. With Jason Schreier's reporting that Helena Taylor was offered significantly more than what she originally claimed has me in a troubled state. If it's true that Helena was lying, that means that the next time a voice actor or actress comes forward with mistreatment or being underpaid, I'm going to naturally be more skeptical of their claim. After all, if Helena lied, then who's to say that the next actress to come forward isn't also lying? What is your reaction to this turn of events, and how does this impact your perception on anyone in the future who comes out with allegations against the publisher's actions? Thanks, Tyler. This whole thing, I think, is loaded, right? I, I, think, <laughs> I, I want to start with the idea of... I guess the, the sequence of events here, right? Because, of course, this started this last weekend with Helena coming out with the video talking about uh, them offering her $4,000, her being like, that's an insult, not doing this thing, yada, 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 and then Jason Schreier coming forward with the, with the report. I think with that series of events of Helena coming forward about the $4,000, I think the bulk of us did the right thing, and that was believe her, right? Oh, man, that, that's what they offer you, and oh, man, that sucks, especially for the fact that this doesn't change the fact that voice actors are criminally underpaid a lot of the time, sure. right? Like, it's been, it's been talked about a lot in the voice acting com uh, community, right, between video games in between, like, anime and stuff that, like, yo, we got to get paid more money. This, the, the rates that we're getting is, is unfair. And also just, like, uh, uh, workplace treatment and stuff like that, like the dubbed voice actor for Mob Psycho 100, like, the lead voice actor was trying to negotiate with Crunchyroll on, like, not even money, but just, hey, I want better working conditions. And then they just straight up replaced him because they're like, no, we're not dealing with a union because he was a part of a union. And yeah. a lot of voice actors aren't. But, uh, Kevin just came through and interrupted Barrett. But, that was just, well, I, was, I didn't see Kevin. No, that was heard, my point. That it was, was like that was such. Point. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Which is pretty much <laughs> just like, uh, you know, like maybe form a, a strong union that can uh, help negotiate and protect workers. <laughs> well, I mean, they have SAG, don't they? And I mean, I don't know about the anime if they're working with that. Uh, a but lot of, I think, a lot of Texas-based voice actors aren't. That's accurate. Apart. That's that. accurate. Yeah, 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 SAG isn't. You're right. Everywhere. But yeah, like you know, I think you start off by believing Helena, right, and and supporting her, especially assuming that 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 is true. But I think when the follow-up happens and you have reputable reports that are Jason Schreier coming out and being like, hey, I saw the documents, I talked to the sources, and this is what was presented. And you also have it being corroborated by other sources as well, right, or by other outlets, being VGC in this case. I think you then do the very human thing. And you go, all right, I've been presented with more information. Now I'm going to change my mind, right? Or now I'm going to take, take, take that and have it inform my opinion, right? You can only do um, uh, with you can only do what you're presented with, right? In terms of information, sure. you can only act based upon that. Uh, and so I think with that, like I always and I would always suggest lead off by believing the uh, people who are victimized and people who might not have as much power in the situation. And the battle between Helena and Platinum Games, I assure you, Platinum Games is going to be fine, right? It is Helena that has way more to lose in this scenario. And so I'll always side with Helena from the get-go with that. When I'm presented with new information that says, hey, actually, Platinum Games offered, you know, yada, yada, yada. Cool. All right, cool. I guess Platinum Games wasn't all, uh, all, uh, all the way in the wrong, right? And that's how you move forward. I don't, uh, for me, this doesn't change anything in terms of new people coming forward and me going, oh, no, I'm not going to believe this voice actor because the last one lied or whatever it is. Again, I don't even go that far 
with it, right? Where uh, cops, capes, is that what we said? Uh, the question is of like being shook up. Like, yeah, definitely going to believe the next voice actor that comes through talking about these things and yada, yada, yada. But it's the same thing. This is always happening behind closed doors. This is always negotiations. These are always negotiations gone wrong or ended or whatever. Like, even with the documentation, right, that we're talking about of, uh, according to Bloomberg, they have this, uh, VGC echoed the, the residuals. So they asking for residuals, but not a mentioned uh, requested sum. So with the six-figure sum, let's say, is, is or isn't real, right? The residuals were real. I don't think residuals mm. are outrageous to ask for as an actor, especially if you're talking about, like, if we look at how uh, television and TV actors are, are uh, paid. But then let's even remove all that and strip it back down to, right? Do you think the voice work for Bayonetta is worth $15,000? Is that a reasonable sum for it? And here's where you get into the fact of, like, I don't think that is for me, at least, to judge. I do not, I do not know what Jennifer Hale's day, day rate is. I don't know what she makes for four sessions, right, with the, what it was. Yeah, four hours. Uh, each session being four yeah. hours. And getting for uh, Helena's offer three to four thousand dollars, right? Coming out to a total on the the high end, right, of fifteen. Like, is that still an insulting fee for the third game? Like, I don't know. And I, it, again, like, this is where we're in other people's dirty laundry, and we don't have all the information from it. Of what was said, you know, what was the what was the jump in uh, uh, payment from Bayonetta one to Bayonetta two? Mm -hmm. I assume I'm talking out of turn again, but when Bayonetta pops up and other stuff as she has here and there, Helena's doing the voice, right? Like, is she getting, are they asking her to work? Oh, it's just this much. So do this and we'll get you on the bat next game. We'll do this kind of thing. Again, none of that I think is for us to decide. The long and short of it is that Helena feels her investment as the character of Bayonetta is worth more than $15,000. And I, I don't, I, I'm not one to sit here and say yeah, it is or it isn't. Like, you know what I mean? As not a fan of the game, as not a, as not a professional voice actor, as not somebody who's making video games and understanding how much everybody who makes the video games get paid. Like, there are so many moving things here that the one thing you can come down to is that for her, that is not worth that amount of money. And what you want to do with that information, I know she was calling for fans to boycott the game. And like, I saw it in our chat, even people being like, well, what do I, this puts me in a sticky situation. What, like, you have to decide what all that is worth to you. In the same way, she has to decide what her time's worth. And that's what this all comes down to is, what is your work day worth? What is your time worth? I'm sure so many of us look at this and go, $15,000 to go in there and, and get to be a video game voice actor? That sounds awesome. And it's like, that is awesome. It's, uh, as somebody who gets to do vo voice work, it is awesome. It's really cool. It's also taxing in a very weird way to go into a booth all by yourself and have these mm -hmm. lines on a page that you go through and then listen back and do things over and over, say the same line four to five different times. Do like Again, she's a professional, not a you know, blockhead like Greg Miller who goes in there. It takes way too long. But what is her time worth? I, I, again, I, I, think you're, I don't think this is – I read this – and even if it's the miscommunication, and maybe I'm wrong, maybe it's a straight-up lie. Maybe she completely understood it was $4,000 a session, but she said $4,000 just to get the community behind her, blah, 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 blah. All that information, that smoking gun, if you wanted to go that far with it, does not – I don't think this will even come up when – Voice actor, Alf's voice actor pops back up, and they're making an Alf game. Alf. And they, I'm gonna get Alf as many shows as the main actors for Jujutsu Kaisen Zero got paid $140 for that voice gig, you know, and stuff that, like that. And yeah. that, and, and but this is always the, this is where we get into this the whataboutism. Mm -hmm. The whataboutism kills every conversation mm -hmm. if you let it, right? Of like, this is unfair, but that's also fucked. Yes, that is also fucked up, but I'm trying to like. 
The whole fucking thing is fucked up. I, don't, yeah. I will not name names. You know that I know a lot of different people. I once met a, a person who was in a cartoon that I loved in my high school, college, whatever thing, and I found out that they got $800 for the entire season. Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. And they, were, they are an actual – they were – and I was like, what the fuck? Like, I don't know mm-hmm. what her day rate normally is. I don't know what she thinks Bayonetta is worth to her. And also – but again, like, we're not there. And, like, in the same way, people look at us all the time like, man, bless you, Greg, your job's awesome. You get to play games and talk about games. And it's like, you are correct. Mm-hmm. That is 100% correct. But then you can see the gray hairs of my beard and everything else and, you know, being tired and whatever else. And all, all the things that come with any job, the downsides of it, right, where you have to decide what is the investment you're putting into this job worth to you. And so whatever's going on in the VO booth for her and the after effects of Bayonetta just being a, a big character in quotes, yeah. $15,000 isn't worth it to her. And so the next time some voice actor pops up and is like, I didn't come back because they didn't offer me enough money. I'm not going to be like, you fucking liar. You fucking liar. No, that's not what's going to pop up. I'll be like, oh, I understand. That's what this whole thing is. 100%. Story number four. Konami has leaked their own Silent Hill reveal ahead of today's stream. This is from Catherine Castle at Rock, Paper, Shotgun. Konami might have just accidentally leaked the reveal of one of the new Silent Hill games due to be announced later this evening. Earlier this week, the publisher announced there would be a Silent Hill transmission stream taking place today, October 19th, which would provide the latest updates on the series. At the time, there are no streaming links available, but in their setting their YouTube page live this morning, Konami jumped the gun and included some of the game names being revealed. (laughs) And it's the big one, folks. Spoilers within, obviously. We don't want to be spoiled for a stream that's happening later today for what the game is going to be. I fast forward. I don't know what to tell you. Don't go on Twitter because it's already out there. Uh, the YouTube description has since had a veil of fog descend on, descend on it to remove the name of the game in question, but not before it was spotted by eagle-eyed Twitter user Nibel. I then what put is, the, how does Nibel do all this? You know what I mean? Like just a limited time on the internet all the time, just ready to go. I'm gonna click on every link. Gonna click on everything. Well, gonna go. Has a theory about Nibel. <laughs> do you have really a theory? Yeah, about Nibel. It's really good. No, have you heard my theory? I, I'm not gonna say it here. No. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But Are you I, I got a theory. Yeah. Am I? I then put the. They call him Nibel Poppy. Going back to the article, I then put the page uh, through. I'm almost scared to like say that I have theories. Now I feel like I have like a sniper shot on me. Somebody's going to take me out. <laughs> I then put the page through. And this is, again, the article talking. Uh, I then put the page through the Internet Archive to see if I could glean some info for myself. And yep, that sure is Silent Hill 2 sitting right there. Woo! The page also makes reference to the souvenir shop, Sweet Factory, which, which was the location in Silent Hill hill three suggesting there might be quite a few announcements lined up for this evening's stream other twitter users have also scoured the page's metadata to reveal a third and maybe even a fourth potential silent hill game being announced later as well with playstation and steam releases mentioned in the mix too excellent news for long-suffering silent hill fans on pc there have been plenty of Silent Hill rumors during the rounds in the last few months. The big one is that Layers of Fear d- developer Bloober Team is doing the Silent Hill 2 remake, but there's also been talk of a completely new entry in the series that might be set in the UK. Uh, Greg, I want to yeah. hop out of that story into a question from Michael Restive D'Angelo, who writes in economyfunnycom slash KFGD, just like you can, and says, with the Silent Hill showcase occurring today, do we actually have any real hopes for a new game being good? Konami has continued to disappoint us for years now, and there hasn't been a truly good Silent Hill game in almost 13 years. <laughs> Are they capable of developing a good Silent Hill game anymore or a good game in general? Additionally, there are also rumors of other teams uh, working on games, uh, the biggest one being Bloober Team. Although I don't have faith in that possibility either, do you think an actual good Silent Hill game comes from this showcase or should this franchise just stay buried? Hey. Hey. 
Of course. I mean, I, I do you have real hope for a new game being good? Of course. You know, why, why do we do this if we think every game is going to be garbage, right? Like, Konami has taken a lot of time off, and I'd like to imagine they have partnered with people who understand what people saw in in Silent Hill and what they liked for it. And, you know, love them or hate them, the you know, team, Bloober team, uh, is making a lot of horror games out there. And I know it's hit or miss or whatever. I'll, I'll stand by it. The medium was not great. It was like, you know, 657, but I enjoyed my time with it. I got in, I got out, and that was a more classic callback to it. So. I have hope that, yeah, one of these games would be good, <laughs> that they mm-hmm. would be able to do this, that a modern Silent Hill could be cool. The problem is, like, what do you want out of it, right? Like, I feel like Japanese horror is so much different than Western horror and so much different than et cetera, et cetera. So what the te- who the teams actually are, what they're actually trying to achieve could be something different and interesting. But a remake of Silent Hill 2, like, yeah, hey, man, people love Silent Hill 2. Why not give them a shot at it? I'm excited to see what happens tonight. I'm not excited, like, where I got to sit down and watch the entire stream, but... Yeah, let's go. I'm I'm in that same place where I'm curious about it. I'm not excited, but that's just because I'm not a Silent Hill person, right? Yeah. And so, like, I think for the way that they're approaching it, seemingly it being rumored that yeah, Silent Hill Two is being remade. I think that's one for the fans, right? And especially yeah. if you're giving it to Bloober Team, which again, no, I feel like every single time I talk about Bloober Team, I always have to say no offense to Bloober Team, but no offense to Bloober Team. I don't look at Bloober Team games as being like a, hey, we're making something AAA that everybody has to stop the world for and yeah, play. It's yeah. like no, these are. Horror games for a niche audience that might get them on Game Pass and play them and go, all right, cool, that was a horror game I played, and then move on with their lives. I feel like there's such a, don't get me wrong, this is going to sound insulting to an entire genre, mm-hmm. but there's such a, oh, it's a horror game. Like, you, when, a, when, they, when I sit down to play a horror game, whether it be Layers of Fear, whether it be, be the Blair Witch Project, whether yeah. it be the Medium, whether, whether it be any of those double A, what was that one, the fucking game I fucking hated and I, I gave a horrible review to, the one with the, twins and it was really graphic or whatever it wasn't oh, a blue team. is dead martha, martha is, is dead. dead when i get those codes and i request that thing and i want to review that kind of horror game i know what i'm getting I, and i feel like it's the same way when i turn on shutter which i fucking love and i love just having a horror channel a lot of the stuff when i click on it i know the kind of horror movie i'm getting yes of course there are the let's go all the way to the top triple a here's dead space here's callisto mm-hmm. protocol here's us try, uh, you're trying to do something that's really you know wow resident evil 2 you know what i mean like i get that there can be amazing amazing horror games but you come down here and there's this horror game section of like yeah okay mm-hmm. i understand what, and i'm gonna i'm in for the weird doll crawling around and it's gonna be kind of janky and it's gonna be whatever now the answer the question to reflect back on then is like will fans be happy with a no, it's a whatever Silent Hill. We got um, we got a we got a, a horror game that has Silent Hill on it, and it was it's a six point five. It's yeah. you know it had some fun jump scares, but I hated this and it was clunky and whatever. Like probably not. So you hope it'll go up a bit, and you hope Konami will understand that, and you hope Bloober Team, which I do think has talent and knows horror and has ideas, maybe with a, a Konami backed budget. Maybe with that kind of time frame, maybe mm-hmm. with we're giving you Silent Hill, we've seen what you've done in these little projects and people like them, even though some people hate them. What can we do on a bigger scale with more time? Maybe yeah. that's the thing. And my, my, my prediction with it is I think Silent Hill 2 is going to be somewhat of what you're talking about, right? If it is developed by, by Bloober Team, it's going to be a, hey, we're taking that, we're using the Konami budget and we're using our talents as Bloober Team to bring this game back for fans. But I also think at the same time you announce a next step for Silent Hill. This is what the new Silent Hill game is. This is the AAA thing that you might want or you might be thinking that, that you would think about when you think of Silent Hill next generation, right? Like I, I could see that but being- But in space, I love it. But in space, I could see that being there too. I think the question though comes back to uh, Michael here talking about Konami. And is, is that what Konami wants? Is that the direction Konami is gonna take it? I don't, 
have that kind of trust in Konami to deliver on that level, but I would like to see them try it, right? And I think, you know, if they're able to do that, what says that they can't do Metal Gear Solid the same way, right? Give me some remakes and then give me a new one, but bring back Kojima. Don't let Bloober, yeah, don't let Bloober team do the Metal Gear Solid remake. You don't want Bloober team to do a Metal Gear Solid remake? No, I'm good on that, thanks. Oh, man, well, think about that, it. Thanks. It'd be all janky. nothing, bless. It'd have tank controls. You don't want a Metal Gear Solid tank control? I'm good, brother. Oh, man, you're missing out. You're missing out. Uh, our last two news stories are basically just about a couple of games that are confirming they're not delayed. Let's start off with story number five. Spider-Man 2 is still on track for 2023. This Woo! is Ryan Dinsdale at IGN. Insomniac Games has reassured fans that its highly anticipated Spider-Man 2 is still on track for a 2023 release date, despite the developer going quiet since its reveal last year. As reported by DualShockers, Insomniac weighed in on a conversation between fans on Twitter who pointed out that it's been more than a year since any significant updates on Spider-Man 2 were released. Though it didn't confirm when we'll hear more about the game, Insomniac instead explained that... What do you want him to say? Let him promote God of War, <laughs> goddammit. There's a marketing plan and you guys eat it up. Where's the show? Where's the PlayStation showcase, Greg? Uh, Insomniac well, I heard instead... that was delayed because of... <laughs> oh, actually, I do want to talk about that because I saw that floating around. Explained that it hasn't uh, shown off more, uh, more of the game for logistical reasons rather than any issues with development quote don't be worried we're making good progress and it's still slated for 2023 showing games takes time effort resources and coordination and quote the developer said uh, greg are you referring to the rumors slash story making around that like playstation delayed the showcase because they're in the argument with um with the cma about the microsoft Correct. acquisition of, of yeah, Activision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. how do you feel about that I, I read that and I was like, uh, is this KFGD or is this not? Because I don't believe this. That was one I of those, I saw bit. the headline and read the headline and I was like, eh, I don't know about that. And yeah. I, I went out with my life. I didn't even actually read the story for it. I think maybe there wasn't a showcase because maybe they just did a state of play recently that was about God of War. Yeah. And that they're just not doing a showcase. That's one way to look at it, you know? Who knows? I know, insane idea. And I, I mean, I think it could be like, you know, a little bit of column A, B, and C when it comes to reasons why you wouldn't do a PlayStation showcase right now, right? Like you talk about yeah. God of War, Ragnarok being around the corner and just focus on that. There was a state of play. <laughs> hey, man, maybe maybe in their arguments about this Activision thing, they want to make it seem like PlayStation doesn't have a fucking great showing right now, so let's not have a PlayStation <laughs> showcase. But I do think that that is the most extreme of reasons out of all the ones uh, uh, mentioned here. Um, but yeah, cool. Spider-Man 2, still on track for 2023. Let's go. Let's I'll go. believe it when I see it, though. I want it to happen. That one I believe. Yeah, yeah. I and I, I'm taking it strictly off of uh, an interaction I had with uh, like uh, James Stevenson a long time ago on Twitter, where I made a joke about I was wearing the Spider-Man shirt uh, from Spider-Man One that they gave out at some convention, and uh, I was something like uh, he was like, "Oh, nice shirt," and I was like, "Yeah, I can't wait to get a Spider-Man Two shirt next year," uh, and he's like. Do we, we don't usually give out shirts for games coming out that year. And like, oof, damn, ice oh, cold. Ice oh. cold response on that. All right, oh, let's go. Oh, shit, let's see. Uh, story number six, Callisto Protocol uh, also confirms it's not delayed. Woo! And is getting 60 FPS. Uh, this is Ryan oh, Weston. Man. <laughs> man. Yeah, they're like, yo, fuck Gotham Knights. Gotham Knights like, why? Yeah, what did we do? Why'd you swing on us? We didn't mean it. An absolute it's co-op. Don't you want that? <laughs> straight bullet at Gotham Knights for no reason. Uh, this is Ryan Weston at IGN. Don't panic. The Callisto Protocol isn't delayed, and it'll be getting a 60 FPS mode, too. Developers announced via Twitter that the upcoming game from Dead Space creator Glenn Schofield is still on its way on December 2nd, 2022, despite a post from the Epic Games Store listing release date of February 12, 2023. Quote, we would love to inform you all that we will be shipping globally on December 2nd, and yes, we'll have a 60 FPS performance mode, end quote. If I'm the Gotham Knights development team, I'm starting, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm heated. I'm starting beef. Next time Catch I see y'all. Stray, man. Yeah, when I see y'all at GDC next time, I don't know. I I'm giving y'all 48 hours from the release of your game. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Jesus Christ. I, I think they started the beef with the whole, yeah, 30 FPS thing, and then there wasn't there that one Listen, developer. Listen, we'd love to try. We couldn't. 
who was like they blamed it on the Series S, and they were like, ah, it's a potato of a of a console. I didn't see and that. Now thing. that account is like deleted and shit like that. It's it's a whole fucking thing, Greg. Yeah, that'll get you. God damn, that's like God of War Ragnarok being like, yeah, our game's coming out, and the puddles look gorgeous. <laughs> like, fuck the oh, other games uh, and their apologies. puddles. That was apparently a Rocksteady dev who tweeted oh. out about the Series S, which is even weirder. Ah, that's, I don't know. Go back in your Insane. hole and finish Suicide Squad. Fuck, oh, man, Greg. No, Greg, let's not treat devs like that. We got, they're, they're human beings. We can't, we can't be like, oh, go work on your game and never talk to us. Yeah, you know? Greg. You're right. I'm anti-dev, everybody. I apologize. I forgot. God. How dare you? I can't wait for uh, Suicide Squad to come out. Really? But that is just so far away. <laughs> if I want to know what's coming out to Mom and Grab Shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show hosts each and every weekday. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Toxic Greg sending devs to hole. <laughs> Good job, Chad. Are you not excited for Suicide Squad? I'm a little uh, excited. Excited? No. No. Interested? Sure. Right. I'm 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 down to see more, but I stand in the same boat of just like, all right. See, I've always I've always been more excited for Suicide Squad than Gotham Knights, but I think that's just pedigree, rock steady, and sure. pedigree. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I think they kind of have the same thing where it's like, oh, okay. Like I don't, I'm not jazzed to be yeah. Red Hood. Oh, okay. I'm King Shark. Fun, yeah, you you're know. not jazzed to be King Shark. No. Or Deadshot. Back to my back to my whole back to my little my little soapbox I had that wasn't I said my police and I got out of my way, but like. Mm. No, I, I don't want to kill the Justice League. I'd like to be the Justice League. I don't mm. I don't need to always be Nerd. the anti-hero. I know. Out today, we got Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection for PC. <laughs> we got The Valiant for PC. Uh, of Blades and Tales Early <laughs> Access for PC. Wait, wait, breaking news. Uh, hot, dog mountain in the, hot Dog Mountain Man in the chat. Greg, did you hear Black Adam is bad? Exclamation. Thanks, thanks. Come dunk all over the DC, kid. Keep going. <laughs> I got uh, So, like, there's plans for kind of funny to go see uh, Black Adam tomorrow. Did you back and, out? Yeah, I'd message him. I saw, the, I saw the reviews pop and immediately messaged him. I was like, hey, we were I'm, all in the room. And it seems like we actually have extra tickets. Bless, like, I'm in. <laughs> and then Bless takes one look at the Metacritic. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. I'm not doing this. I'm not getting sick. Too many Sorry. Uh, we got the last hero of Nostalgia uh, for PC, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X, which looks cool. I had tweets about that. People saying that me, me and Andy should check that out. So I'll add that to the list. But I'm, at, I'm playing a lot of games right now. So maybe I'll get to that in 2023. We'll see. Uh, Harmony's Odyssey is out today for PC. Hello Puppets Midnight Show for PC. Gas Station Simulator for Xbox Series X. Uh, who? Pnevmo Capsule for Switch. Nailed it. Richmond 11 for Switch. And then Neo, The World Ends With You is out today on Steam. And I saw that it has a 25% off deal. New dates for you. Uh, Zombie Cure Lab will open for treatments on December 7th, 2022 via Steam. Early access for PC. And then deal of the day for you. This comes from Wario64. Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate plus Injustice 2 Legendary Edition bundle is $19.99 on the USPSN. Now it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong, where you write in, let us know what we got wrong as you got it wrong so we can correct it for those watching later on YouTube and listening later on podcast services around the globe. Globe, globe, globe. We have one from Nano who says, Texas is a right-to-work state, meaning a person cannot be denied employment uh, because of membership or non-membership in a labor union or other labor organization. Cool. <laughs> Do I know what those words mean that yeah. I just read? I mean, I, I think it, I, I don't. Think I think the chat it came up from you the, the talking about yeah. thing, but the mob psycho actor is an LA based actor. Mob That's psycho. why, and I just don't think a lot of uh, voice actors from Texas are just happen to be in a union. You know. Okay. 
Well, that's it for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Tomorrow's hosts for KHD are going to be Greg and Tim. Woo! If you're watching this live right now after this is Hunt Showdown with Mike, Nick, and Andy. If you want to catch that stream later, you can subscribe to youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. Remember when we played Hunt Showdown? I do. That was a good day. Yeah, but we were like, we never want to touch this game. <laughs> we never play this game again. That was, a, that was a fun time. That, at that thing, remember that, remember that Saturday where we played Fallout 76? And you we were all oh, like, yeah. hey, this was fun. I'm never going to do this again. <laughs> I'm do this again. Because they didn't have cross, or uh, not cross progression, but like dual progression where I'm like in your game and doing shit for mine. I was like, I'm not doing this. That's not the case. I got no, I got no time I for got this. time for that. Uh, remember, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each new weekday live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. Until next time, game daily. Greg, Greg, hand ah, ah, ah. <laughs>